Hey, welcome back to the Infos Podcast. This is Brian. This is Daryl. And this is episode 286, Robin Goes Piazaka. <laughs> I can't not what? say it like that because of fucking clerks. Um, <laughs> I was about to say, what kind of accent was that? It was, uh, it was uh, what's his name's cousin? Um, Jason Mew's character's cousin, Olaf, in Clerks. And, like, he had the worst Russian accent. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, this is Brian. Did I do that and already? Darryl. I didn't do that yet. Yes, we, we did that already. Did we, man? It's such a long day. I had eight <laughs> meetings today. That's ridiculous. It w- and, and I was double booked like three different times today. So, But I attended eight separate meetings. Uh, so I'm fried. Anyway, so this week on the Infos Podcast, we have a review of Robin number one. Berserker number two. We're gonna do our. We're gonna put the final stamp on Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and then we're never talking about it again until season two. Um, <laughs> and then we've got news bites on the Oscars, Cobra Kai season four, uh, Invincible news, and May the Fourth news. Uh, or well, just kind of May the Fourth controversy. Let's put it like that. So anyway, uh, before we get started, make sure you. Uh, Subscribe on YouTube. Give us a five star review on Am- on um, Amazon, on iTunes, and and uh, wherever. Check out our website. Check out our Patreon if you're interested. You can catch our um, our scathing commentaries of Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Wandavision if you are so inclined, or just back and like you know do the tier to get a free shirt. So anyway, um, but yeah. So Daryl, the Oscars. Yes. They happened. All right, moving on. Uh, so, <laughs> Cobra Kai season four. Um, so we 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 so they finished. So we're recording this on the thirtieth of April. They finished filming on the 29th for season four, principal photography, and they said it will be out in twenty twenty one. Yes. So, but it's yeah. But what's awesome about it, it's just not Cobra Kai for Netflix. Netflix also has The Witcher mm-hmm. Season 2. Yep. And You. Which I haven't watched that one three. yet. Yeah. It's it's a show that you're, you're, you're actually rooting for the sociopath because... I mean, well, that's most shows I typically yeah, that's like, true. root for the sociopath. But. So, I <laughs> mean, you other... have to have your representation. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. Did I, did I say that? No kidding um but no i mean this is exciting and um so martin cove had uh, a great little thing he posted to his instagram or, or whatever um just thanking everybody for their hard work thanking um billy zabka and uh ralph macchio um for all their hard work and being like great leaders on the set and it's really cool and um i'm really excited to see what happens Especially, I'm hoping Mike Barnes shows up because Mike Barnes was the best villain in all of the Karate Kid. Yeah, I I mean, I haven't watched it in a while, but I did watch during Cobra Kai when they did the flashback. And I ended up going on YouTube and watching that that actual, like the full clip of that fight. Oh, they're uh, they're, their championship bout in the All-Valley Under-18 tournament? Yeah. 
uh, former champion Daniel LaRusso against Karate's bad boy, Mark Barnes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he's like so intense, like the look on, on his face, like when he's just playing Mike. It was it was so great. And I'd love to see him back. Um, I want Terry Silver back. So to come back um, so bad, like he was a great character as well. But yeah, I'm just I'm excited. I want to see what happens with Eagle Fang and if Johnny and, and Daniel can coexist as teachers and, and whatnot. And, you know, the whole will they won't they with uh, with Johnny and Daniel's wife. <laughs> she just looks at him and she's like that's a real man <laughs> ideally having Tori wipe the floor with Sam oh yeah like and cut her face I, I just <laughs> I cannot I just cannot stand that character the character of Sam yeah like if Sam's vocal cords got cut it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I haven't. I have. I honestly didn't like her from day one. From the jump, she was just a brat, right? Um, and here, yeah. here's the thing: is like, I'm sure Mary Mouser is a fine person, right? She is just not good in that role. Like, she's, she's, I don't like, you know, she's almost like too earnest. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and in a way that's like so unbelievable that. You know, it's it's just it, it doesn't it doesn't make a, a ton of sense. Um, yeah. Like why? Like Miguel is worried about her and Robbie was into her. Like I can understand Robbie being into her because he was like maybe trying to like stake out the LaRusso mansion so he could rob it. But, um, you know, that name was a little on the nose too. Robbie. Yeah. Robber. Criminal. <laughs> douchebag. Um, yeah. So and Robbie's my second least favorite character. Uh, absolutely just, yeah. he's completely he's completely unnecessary to the mythos yeah well i mean remember he was like in the last season he was out for like several episodes yeah, i didn't even notice <laughs> didn't even notice so no, I'm oh, noticed, when he but... came back it's like oh yeah there's oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah there's, there's, there's that, that guy. guy who who's supposed to be yeah. a badass but can't actually finish a fight without a cheap <laughs> shot um you know and then you got miguel who's the one true karate kid sorry absolutely but miguel, miguel diaz for life anyway (laughs) so no i'm just excited i like i'm so happy that you finally watched cobra kai when it hit netflix after Um, you telling me about it for what two years for years years and like you know i am not immune to people having to tell me to watch things for years before i will watch it like breaking bad or better call Saul or yeah plenty of shows like i started watching warrior on uh, HBO Max, which was, I guess it's on Cinemax. Um, that is a very good show. It's like Deadwood meets Kung Fu. Oh, speaking of Kung Fu, since we're in this whole Karate Kid thing, at the gym, I saw a commercial for the original, the CW original series Kung Fu. That looks so, Hold so on. bad. How is it an original series when it's just a copycat virtue remake? Signal? Yeah. of like i like i don't i don't i don't get it like like and honestly like it's a bad look because bruce lee got screwed over in that whole thing with david carradine like why why bring that back up i don't know i don't I, know so but so i am excited for for cobra kai um it's one of my favorite shows 
Uh, mm-hmm. I've watched it all the way through probably like three times. I actually bought the first two seasons because they were like four ninety nine each or whatever. Um, so and I'll probably buy the third season because I'm sure eventually I'll actually cancel Netflix. But um, Jupiter's Legacy comes out next week, so I'm definitely gonna keep it through that. Oh yes. Um. So yeah. Anyway. So yeah. Moving on to the next topic. Speaking of things that are disappointing. Uh, Invincible got picked up for seasons two and three. Um, uh, what did, at Amazon, what did Thanos say? Reality can be often be disappointing. Yeah, they they really should change the name of the show from Invincible to Inconceivable. Um, inconceivable, inconceivable. Well, it's like every time I text it to you, I put it in quotes. I don't know if you've realized I've been doing that. <laughs> so, um, or this show that Amazon calls, yeah, the show that Amazon calls Invincible. Look, they got the costumes perfect for the most part. The voices are great. Um, I don't dig Gillian Jacobs as Eve. Um, there's just a little too much wine, like whiny in you there. Know, um, I noticed that when I first the first episode, I actually liked her voice, and as it's gone on, yeah, I've kind of it's kind of worn on me. And as much as I love Walton Goggins, I hate his voice coming out of Cecil's face. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of his voice. And it, yeah, I just like here's the thing though: is Robert Kirkman is heavily involved in this show. Mm-hmm. Like, how could he decide that the masterpiece that he wrote wasn't good enough and then they have to go and change it to whatever this is? Um, but, yeah, in, in Amber, they should have just named her a different character. We're going to get into this more next week. Um, I, yeah. like, I, I had to force myself to watch the finale. Um, but, yeah, there, there's just so much, like – and, and like li- seeing people post online about how they love this and how they love the animation, the animation got worse as the season went on. So hopefully they're taking the time that. to like do it right because they rushed. Yeah. Like, yeah, because I told you like the first thing, the first episode, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, or well, the first three, I was like, the animation is really good. And then I probably a couple weeks ago. You mentioned something about I think it was Machine Head when you're talking about. Did you notice his arms yeah, were Machine like, Head and Isotope they... both? Yeah. yeah, and then Mark's fingers are all of a sudden like too small for the palms of his hands that he has. It's it's almost like he's got these little like stubby like uh, Skyline hot dog fingers instead of real fingers. <laughs> um, I just ruined his hands for you um, and everybody. Sorry, uh, not sorry. Uh, anyway, but. Yeah, I don't I don't understand picking up for two full seasons like they jetpack through the first season. So maybe that's all they're going to do is three. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they're they literally at a point where he like the whole where Omni Man is and, and where Mark is in his personal life as compared to when Omni Man revealed who he really was. It's like it's just a big jumbled mess, and again, mm-hmm. they've ruined some of my favorite characters. Yeah. So and and again, there, I mean, there's a lot of people that don't know about this property, and they're yes. loving it, and that's great for them. And I've and I've watched a couple reactions yeah. to it, and I've, and and I told you before we started recording, I'm I'm trying to look at it in two different ways, which is very difficult, especially for something you really really love. 
Uh, I'm looking at it from a position of someone who knows the material. Yeah. And then I'm trying to separate that and look at it as well as someone like, how would I like this if I didn't know about, yeah. uh, you know, Invincible, the comic? So and I we'll, just and again, don't we'll, think there's any way I could possibly do that. It, it's very difficult. I mean, it, I, I've just read through it so many times and, you know, it's mm-hmm. my one of my favorite comics, like top three. And, yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm reading through it again now. So, I mean, so that's that was really jarring for me, you know, reading through it. And then when we get the first three episodes and I'm just looking at it like this is not invincible. Well, I told you after I watched the first one, I, was like, I don't think I can watch any more of this. Yeah, yeah, you did. So, so I powered but, through for all of you infamites. You're welcome. <laughs> so I, yeah, next I week will be interesting. Myself for it. <laughs> gonna have to take a shower. Yeah. After talking about it, it's gonna have to be like one of those um, Sally Fields and uh, Roseweed or whatever that movie was, where she was at the nuclear plant, Rosewood. I don't know. Yeah, Rose. anyway. Um, yeah, so let's move on to our last fun little news bite. Um, huh, we started it at 1313, which was that Star Wars game that never happened. Um, oh, <laughs> so, yeah, that... uh, that's a funny little happenstance of a timestamp there. Uh, all right, so uh, it, it looks like they may be just flat out ignoring the uh, the sequel trilogy. Um, for for some of the ads that they've been doing here, so they put out a big, uh, you know, uh, actually what this was is this was a banner from Celebration in 2019 uh, that they unveiled a little bit each day to finally reveal the um, the Rise of Skywalker stuff. Not all of it, but like there were no spoilers. But the sequel trilogy up through the Last Jedi, and so what they've done is they've just taken most of that middle section. And, and put it in there. Um, but the Star Wars people just can't help themselves, can they? Can't get, what is it? They, they say you can't get out of your own way. Uh, they made Luke so effeminate. Like, you know, he's like, hey guys, I'm a Jedi. We're fabulous. Um, you know, it, it's like, it doesn't even look like Mark Hamill. Yeah, it's it's so like a I, weird I a, anime like type of uh, character that it looks like there. But anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah. So about this whole seem seemingly ignoring the sequel trilogy. One, I like I I've never you know this channel. What is it called? Echo Force Base or something? Oh, like Echo that? Echo Base Network. They're great. It's a great Echo channel. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I that was this was the first time I actually because I, I don't even think they've ever come up in my feed. Actually, that's you know, watching strange. Star Wars. Yeah. Videos, no, which is I'm weird. I'm a huge fan of of, of Coach. Okay. Like he's great. Um, Coach. <laughs> yeah. And you know they 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 I forget the other guy's name. Um, now that it's we're talking about it, but. Um, yeah, I like watching their videos because they have a real good take on Star Wars and um, Nick. Sorry, yeah, Coach and Nick. Um, and, and, you know, it's one of those things where, like, they try to be positive. They're not, you know, they're not, like, full-on fandom menace, you know, like some of the channels we like. But mm-hmm. at the at the same time, they are uh, – they're, they're relatively, like, 
centrist when it comes to this stuff. They 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 tend to give things the benefit of the doubt, but at the same time, they are um, not afraid to, uh, you know, say this is this is bad. Um, so yeah. So yeah, looking at that poster, I thought it's very curious that they have. You know, they have this the, the our trilogy, you know, mm-hmm. the one we love. Yep. And then they also have um Ahsoka Tano. Yep. They have the Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. And they had what is her name? Asajj Ventress. Ventress, yeah. So, yeah. Who was introduced, who was created for the uh Genity Tarkovsky's um Clone Wars. That's that that character came directly out of that. So that's like, you know, thinking about that, putting the original trilogy stuff in there and then interspersing it with some of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, because the Bad Batch and yeah. Yeah. But they don't even have Mandalorian in there. Yeah. I I noticed that. Yeah. But here's the thing. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, when when this original piece of artwork was made, like the Mandalorian, like was announced that week you know okay so okay that makes sense you yeah. know that that's why all these people are like well it, it's the Mandalorian. It's like yeah but this is like part of something that already existed um so anyway but yeah it, it's just it's it's very strange um you know there there's the rumors that kathleen kennedy is leaving that she's been reduced in power or whatever and you know what i'm not gonna believe any of this until you hear that the first person from like the story group who goes after a fan gets fired yeah yeah it it, we've heard this so many times over the last several months or even longer than that Mm -hmm. that you know kathleen kennedy you know stepping down or kathleen kennedy is this or that kathleen kennedy has been tarred and feathered you know, I mean, yeah. come on. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's exactly what I told you about Black Widow. You know, even though I saw the trailer, I got a little bit geek. I'm not going to get really full on excited until I'm in my seat and they start showing the movie. It's like 15 minutes of the movie. And you're like, OK, I'll get excited now. The power goes out. <laughs> Damn it. Black yeah. Widow. <laughs> I would riot. But no, so yeah, that I'm I'm on I'm on the same boat here. It's just it's just one of those things. It could be true. It could not. I'm not. So, I'm not even yeah. wasting my energy thinking too much about it, just because again, it's we've heard this for a while now. So yeah. So here here's here's the thing. Um, the sequel trilogy merchandise doesn't sell. Just doesn't. Like for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like the Force Awakens. I really did. I think it's it's probably one of the better movies Jar Jar's put out. Um, I, I left that movie with a lot of like hope <laughs> for Same Star here. Wars. Um, and you know, like the rise of Skywalker <clears throat> is a bad movie, not because it's a, because like it was poorly conceived, but because it was rushed and you had a terrorist in the middle of the trilogy decide to throw a bomb and let it off pretty much trying to burn the fandom down that's that's pretty accurate very accurate right there so um but yeah i don't think i'm gonna refer to that person by name either anymore Uh, don't give them the satisfaction yeah i'm just gonna call that person the terrorist who tried to burn 
who tried to light the fire to burn to burn Star Wars to the ground. <laughs> so I'll steal I'll steal your line, you douche. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So I, I'm not, I'm not putting a ton of stock into this. Um, you know, the other thing is like it's on a Tuesday this year. Like, you know, I'm sure Hasbro's gonna put out and put out some some stuff that they want us to buy and you know it's like i i don't i don't know i mean i just found two of the vintage series figures i was looking at at target today so you know or looking for like just randomly which that never happens i always have to pre-order and these are two that i forgot to pre-order and they were there so yay um (laughs) but it's not like i'm not buying star wars stuff and it's not like i don't buy every ray figure that comes out um because i like the design of the character but and i like I thought Daisy really did a great job um, with what she was given. But I, uh, at the same time, it's like, you know, if there's a Luke Skywalker, I buy it. If there's an <laughs> R2-D2, I buy it. And then another one. Um, <laughs> you know, if there's an Ahsoka Tano, I buy it. And then another one. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I, I'm curious as to what they're going to do. I have not picked up a single Bad Batch figure. I had thought I had I was gonna get get those and then I, I decided not to. I like them, but I don't want the black series ones. I want I'm 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 holding out hope you're for in, the vintage you're about series. Vintage, yeah. I well, would say you're you're No, I mean I'm still doing black series figures. Like they have the the Anakin and Obi Wan and uh Fives and I forget who the other one is from the uh from the Tartovsky um Clone Wars coming out. So I think that's what's being released on Tuesday, actually. So those are those are all six inch figures that are in the old, like the bigger the bigger version of the old three and three quarter Clone Wars cases, uh, or packaging. Um, so like I'll 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 get all four of those, but uh, you know it's it's kind of few and far between at this point, and it's really only characters I like. Right. So. Yeah, I, I, I just don't know what to think about yeah. what's going on with Star Wars. To be honest, I don't know. I mean, it's in, it's in a weird spot. Um, Book of Boba Fett is still almost a year away. I mean, you know, it's eight months away, and we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm more excited for The Witcher. I'm more excited for Cobra Kai. Um, I'm more excited for The Boys. Uh, I'm more excited for Upload. You know. So, mm-hmm. so I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, plus like, you know, I, I, I have a long and distinguished history of bashing Boba Fett. So I don't know if I'm prepared for a, a Boba Fett only series. I think you are. I see like it. Season two did not like convert me to be, be like, Oh yeah, he's the baddest bitch yeah. on the block. Um, you know, just give it up and become part of Boba's Boba's boys. Come on. Boba's bitches. Boys with a Z. Boys with a Z. Drinking their PSLs. (laughs) Oh man! So yeah, it's you know what? Bad batch is next week. Yeah, next. Oh yeah, I completely no. It's next week. It's it's next week. It's on Tuesday. It comes out on the fourth. Okay. I totally forgot about the bad batch coming out. That's like where I'm at. I did too, honestly. Uh, Until you mentioned it. But um, real quick, back to Boba Fett. Instead of Tamura Morrison voicing the character, they need to get Brecken Meyer to do it since he voiced him in all the robot chicken sketches. Oh, jeez. And it, it just fits. It's like, yeah. So, ba-boom. <laughs> What's that? What does that make? Purple rain. Yep. 
So <laughs> I love it. Uh, anyway, so yeah. So the Bad Batch, we'll talk about the Bad Batch, definitely. I mean, it's only going to come out one at a time. So um, we've got that. We've got Jupiter's Legacy. I mean, there's there's stuff coming out that is going to be fun to watch uh, for sure. Anyway, all right. So let's move on to our main story number one today. Um, we are going to review a couple of comic books, which has been great that Daryl is uh, <laughs> letting me do this. <laughs> so, well, I mean, like, you know, you're, you're not you're not as much into comics as I am. And, you know, nothing wrong with that. You're you're. You're, you're still a, a total dork, but um, yeah. so so we're going to review Robin number one and then we'll talk about Berserker number two. Um, I have been looking forward to this book for a little while. Um, so around uh, the end of James Tinian's run on Detective, right? Yeah. Uh, he, Robin... So spoilers, uh, Robin, Damian Wayne quits being Robin. He rips the R off. Um, it's because he had a, an issue with the Titans. He killed someone. They didn't like it. Batman didn't like it. And Damian was just tired of being held back. Um, so he, he goes out on his own. And so in Detective 33 and 34, there's a backup story that leads into Robin number one. Um, and I, I, I love this because there's a bunch of old like Nightwing villains in this in this in this episode in this issue. Um, but the the tagline is uh, Robin, the deadliest fighters in the world have met their match. Um, so what's going on in this issue is uh, he learns Mortal about, Kombat. Basically. I, I mean, th this is the Mortal Kombat that we really <laughs> wanted to see last week. I'm not going to lie. So after learning of a deadly League of Lazarus tournament, Damian Wayne has a new mission winning the tournament and proving he is the greatest fighter in the DC universe. But first he must find the secret Island where it is all going down. This brand new solo Robin series will force Damian Wayne to find his own path away from both sides of his family, new mysteries, new supporting cast, first appearances of new characters and lots of fights. Um, so yeah, I mean this, this issue opens with a great, like just kind of flashback splashy page um, where it's, you know, Damien, like 10 year old Damien, uh, Bruce is in, in, you know, uh, uh, you know, costume with the tights, uh, and, in the, in the trunks, like just looks great. Uh, you've got like a little picture of him and John together. Um, it's just, it's really cool. Like I would love to have this page as something hung on the wall in my office. Yeah, and that was one of the things I told you. This I really enjoyed the artwork in this issue. Yeah, so Gleb uh, Melnikov, who did the pencils, the inks, the colors, and the cover. Um, yeah, Gleb killed it with this. I mean, it looks great. I love, I love the character design. I like the next page where uh, it's bats, and then you've just got little um, like profile panels of Nightwing, of Tim Drake of Cassie and Steph and then of Barbara, um, you know, and, and then you, you get the, so there's something like John Ramita jr. Esque to this. Um, and I know some people really don't like John Ramita jr. I personally dig him most of the time. 
Uh, there's times where I, I don't think his artwork is appropriate. Um, but I, I do find like this style of art uh, very good for this book, especially because of all the action that's going on. Yeah, right. I, I, I would say the only thing that, and this is like a small gra- and and I've seen this with other's artists before, is how they draw Batman, you know, his face. And it's not that his face is wrong, but it's, I mean, they draw him like he's like a 25-year-old dude. Yeah. Uh, and, and and again, that's a very, very small thing. But I, I And this is not the first comic that I've seen that it makes me look at. And it's like, man, that's a young-looking Batman. But, I mean, other than that, like you said, I love, you know, I love how he, or what's his name, Gleb. Gleb. Like, like how he created these scenes of action. Uh, they're great. Yeah. And just like how he captures uh, Damien's like nonchalance at times oh, during yeah. these, some of these fights. Well, it's the, great. The very first splash fat, uh, page where it's uh, King Snake versus Damien, and you get like the real first full look of, of Damien in the in the new costume, which is you know a mix of Robin. It's a little Rachel Ghoul in there. I mean, it, it's it's really cool looking. The color scheme is great. The red and the black and the in the silver. Um, I don't know if you noticed the big spikes at the end of the uh, the toe on the on the boots. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just I think it's great. But yeah, you're right. Just the the way like you know this 13 year old is fighting adults, and you know, um, but I the thing I love the most is the way they show how overconfident Damien is, and yeah. it makes what happens on the last page like all the more satisfying and all the more like, holy shit, I need to see what happens in the next issue. Yeah. And, and it, it was big for me because I'm one of those people, you know, I've, I've told you before, I'm not a huge fan of Batman. You know, you know, his biggest strength is his plot armor. A lot of times. <gasps> uh, yeah. Now don't get me wrong. There are some really great Batman stories that I've absolutely well, loved. I, ju- I but... just, I just have to say it. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> How so, <dare> you? <laughs> so again, I have, and, and you again, know I, I have to do it. I can't. Hold I love side. that. I, like that does. I'm sorry, that never gets old. So, that, it's my. Yeah. It's probably. I probably send that meme to Daryl, or a gif of that meme once a week at minimum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I send that to you, and I'll send it to other people yeah, when they do something but, like that. Yeah, I, I, it's one of my favorite it's, memes. It's, it's it's the the meme that keeps on giving. Keeps. <laughs> So for me, you know, yeah, I, I know we're reading comics and you have to suspend disbelief, whatever. But my issue, it wasn't my issue, but just I was just laughing, reading some of this like, OK, this 13 year old is whipping up on these, you know, grown ass men. And so when we get that last page, mm-hmm. that was really a great payoff for someone yeah. like me who's like, and again, I've read Super Sons. You know, I've read some of the other stuff with Damien. I love him as a character. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. So. But yeah, with like you said, his arrogance and overconfidence in these fights, and to see him get his comeuppance, I was like, oh man, I because I, this was I was absolutely not expecting that one bit. Right. Um. So to see that, and and I I didn't know what happened at first because I'm like, oh, she just you know blocked his attack, and then you see what happens. Yeah. Just, oh yeah. Like oh that happened. And that was the same reaction Damien has. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. that was 
such a great well, I, I, that's and especially one of the because I love like that. he telegraphed his move because it's the same yeah. move he used to take out king snake um yes. so yeah. b- before we get to the to the, the fight at the end though like i want to take a sec and talk about him reading through uh the journal and alfred is in his head over his shoulder um like trying to talk sense into him yes like that it, it, it's just between the use of Alfred in Nightwing and the use of Alfred here, like maybe it was better that they killed him. Like I hate saying that because I didn't agree with it when it happened. It made me mm-hmm. mad. It made me sad. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it's like now he can be this whole other thing. Like you've struck him down and now he's become more powerful than you can even imagine. Um, Being able to just essentially haunt everyone and, and give them guidance and, and you know, um, push them to to thinking, you know, following the right path. Um, but yeah, this is this is great because when when Damien gets uh, interrupted and you know he's he says uh, at the end, um, I'll find the League of the Lazarus tournament. I will win and find out why my mother and father kept it from me. I know that just as I know. <laughs> You and this guilt trip are not real, Pennyworth. I mean, it, like, like this. This is this is Josh Williamson is a great writer. I I like Josh Williamson. I was super happy to find out he was doing this book. I mean, it's stuff like that that like shows the complete understanding of who and what Damian Wayne is. Because even at the end of the fight, when the promoter said he was the winner, and he said, "If you would have killed him, I would have doubled it," and Damian just gave the. T- <laughs> You know, the, the yeah. <laughs> little t- sound, um, you know, uh, that was like, again, like, you know, Damien didn't kill him because he couldn't. Damien didn't kill him because it didn't matter. Right. So there's a there's a, a an efficiency to him that the, he, he doesn't waste time um, and, you know, he, he doesn't waste effort that he doesn't have to. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, but then at the same time, it showed like the kind heartedness, the, the Bruce side of him when he gave the uh, the 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 family who was who was looking for some help, the, the winnings uh, of the tournament. Yeah. Of course, this was after he got his Lazarus marker or uh, his his invitation to Mortal Kombat, if you will. <laughs> um, I mean, they even took a goddamn boat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this, and again, this, I, it's not like they're trying to be original. So it, it's kind of great in the sense. I looked at it as like them paying a you know homage to the whole Mortal Kombat yeah. thing. Yeah, absolutely. with all of this. So, so um, but you go through. They're on the boat. Um, you know, it, it's got it's got some some characters that we've seen that are kind of like C and D list characters, right? Um, he gets to the island and. Rose Ravenger shows up and and is wanting to know if Batman knows he's there. And then my favorite thing is uh he comes across Respawn and he yeah. says nice copyright infringement. Um <laughs> but then you go two little panels over and you've got Tad who was Knight in ITE dash wing. You've got Brutal, you've got one of the uh the French twins uh who are you know who are all Nightwing vi- villains. You've got Lady Vic in there on the next page. I mean, 
there there's like it's some great callbacks uh to to some of the older older characters you've got the guy from the uh first couple i cannot remember his name now um uh, from the first couple of uh issues of of rebirth uh better than batman who was trying to get dick to you know uh do bad things but but yeah and it looks like connor hawk is on there um which is pretty cool so yeah yeah i was kind of i was kind of totally geeking out about this um <laughs> if you can't tell <laughs> yeah yeah, I, I recognize Rose. I recognize Respawn and a couple other people. I know they mentioned in conversation. I can't remember who beating, but they mentioned Richard Dragon. Yeah, they mentioned Black uh, Bronze Tiger. Um, yeah, but he's yeah. like, you cheated. It's like, yeah, it's the only way yeah, I can beat him. It's the only way. So, um, I and and like you were talking about before, like with Damien, the the uh, the arrogance to be like, you're here to fight me, so let's just get it over with. And he's like, I'm Robin, son of the Vat. And my mother is the demon, uh, is the deadliest woman alive. My grandfather is the immortal Rachel Ghoul, demon blood. Uh, you know, just kind of he goes on and, and, you know, so would you rather take me one on one or all at once? It's like, dude, you're 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 a kid. Like, you yeah. know, like no matter how tough you think you are. And then you get uh, I call dibs from off screen. And then the next page is flatline call me flatline and she's a cool looking character i like the design um i don't know if you noticed the little bit of like skull on her face like not her skull but like the like whether it's a painted on or tattoo or something i didn't i didn't catch, so, catch that in the first look yeah the, uh, um i don't know if you're through. still looking at it right now but um but yeah and and so there's that and you know he 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 damien gets in his shot and she's like ooh, nice job and you know, uh, and she she keeps talking. She's talking shit, and you know he tells her he has no weaknesses, and then uh, you know tells her she's gonna lose. Goes for that knee that he used against King Snake, and is shocked when she blocks it. Yeah, and I and that, that's what I thought. I was like, oh, she's gonna return fire, and. She did. She did a little. She did, but so, it was a little bit more than I was expecting. Yeah. So it says, "I don't think you know the number one rule of this tournament on Lazarus Island. We fight to the death." And then the last page, she's standing there, holding his heart with a gigantic hole through his body, um, and it, you know, it's the 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 fight master. She says, "One down," and then it's close up on Damien damien's eyes and it's but i'm dead and that's it like that's the like you know the end of the episode or issue and i mean i can't wait for the next one yeah that was a really you know that uh, just throughout how they built him up and and from you know you, we know know his character from other books and how they built it they reminded us of that with this one and then you know he does the same thing that got got him the KO, right? And then he to totally just gets flipped from mm -hmm. that. Yep. And so it's great. And one, I do, I do have a question: Is this going to be an ongoing series, or is this some type of limited? Series? No, this is ongoing. This is part of the infinite, okay. you know, uh, infinite frontier. So this okay. is so there's there they've reduced it from like fifty plus books down to like thirty something, and I think twelve somewhere between 12 and 16 of those books are bat family books. Jeez. 
yeah, it's a lot of Batman. Like I, I, it's weird. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah. All right. So let's say out of, uh, hearts ripped out of a teenage superhero out of five. What do you give this? I'd probably give it uh 3.5. Okay. It's a good start. Uh, great art uh, i had a lot of fun with the artwork uh-huh. and i like how they you know again i like how the, the arc of the of damien himself in this from you know he gets you know all this arrogance to the top and he gets brought down literally as low as you can be brought down yeah <laughs> in a fight yeah and again i i was i'm very curious about this flatline character mm-hmm. I, li- I do like the design as well so i want to see more of her and where they go and with this yep. character and yep. Just curious about this whole Mortal Kombat Island thing. Yeah, and if you haven't picked up this book, definitely go pick it up because this is the first appearance of Flatline, so it'll be uh, worth a little something uh, someday. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go four, just a solid four out of five. Uh, I think this is a solid opening salvo. I think, you know, having read the the couple backup stories leading up to this, I was I was ready for it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, like, uh, I, I like seeing, like, king snake show back up and i like seeing damien give him what for so and then you know i dug i dug all the the villains from the 2000s chuck dixon run on nightwing showing up (laughs) a little blast from the past yeah kind of something like that um all right so let's move on to the one that i am actually excited that you got me to read um Cause I was like, oh god, Keanu Reeves wrote a comic book. What else is this guy gonna try and do? Um, he makes kick-ass movies. He makes kick-ass motorcycles. Like he's got to be bad at something, right? Wrong, <laughs> wrong. dead wrong. Uh, so this is Berserker number two. Uh, Matt Kite and Keanu Reeves. Ron Garney is doing the pencils. Bill Crabtree, who we talked about his art earlier with uh, Invincible, is back on the colors, and. Uh, <laughs> Raphael Grandpa <laughs> did the cover, uh, or is one of the cover artists. There's a whole bunch of different uh, covers, but uh, but yeah, I mean, this is let's see. Um, Raphael Grandpa did one. Uh, Raphael Albuquerque did another, and John Paul Leon did the third. So um, anyway, this is a. Uh, I like this book. Um, I know last time we talked, it was like a cross between John Wick and. Um, who else? Uh, who do we say? Was it like John Wick and Vandal Savage, or no? It was uh oh, it's jo- like John Wick and Thor. Uh, I think is what yeah. we said because he has some powers. So this is his origin story. Um, and I gotta say, like, so last last issue, the art was like a little more like polished, like fit and finish, right? And right. This time, it's 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 much more raw and you know kind of kind of messy like not messy art but like you know what i mean like kind of dirty uh gritty yeah. gritty gritty's the word i'm looking for um and to be honest like it fits perfect because it's his origin um you know he's he's working with uh dr aja um a u j h i think that's aja anyway uh and, and she's like helping him recover like some repressed memories and he remembers like before he was born, you know, sort of a thing. Um, and how his mom came to birth him, which was a, a, a very interestingly drawn splash page. Yeah, I was 
Yeah, I mean. I mean, so if you've okay. seen Game of Thrones, think Red Lady in the cave that uh, Davos takes her to. Yeah. When when she when she um, births the shadow version of Renly Baratheon, or uh, not Renly, um, <clears throat> Stannis Baratheon. Uh, but yeah. even like the little picture of like the, the like the ovaries and like the lightning bolt <laughs> shooting up there, uh, that was a little much. But at the same time, it's like uh, okay, you're 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 serious about this, um, and you know it, it it works its way through his birth to him being a kid to them figuring out he's strong to you know just all this carnage that he caused yeah. like coming into his powers. Yeah, because uh, the the thing is that you know, what we get what we find out is that his family or his parents were, you know, they settled this land that mm -hmm. couldn't be defended, and every season they would get raided, right? Yeah, you know, by other tribes, and they asked for a weapon from the gods, and his his mother does this ritual. Who She's and what a witch. I what it Burn yeah the and witch. what it <laughs> it reminded me of just because we were talking about Thor mm -hmm. and such, it reminded me of something Zeus would do. Cause you know, Zeus yeah. liked to get it on with the mortal, mortal women. women. And it's, yeah. Would... It's kind of wonder woman. -y, right. You know, yeah. a little bit too. Like the mom is like, Hey, I need a baby. Um, but I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to get busy with my husband. Um, and it's early Mesopotamia. That's the other thing. Like this is like thousands of years ago. Yes. So, and again, to, I'm, I'm looking at it right now, especially that if you were talking about gritty, it, they really highlight that grittiness when they're doing the history. Yeah. Uh, like when, when it, when we're in the lab with um, Berserker and Diana, yeah, it's a little cleaner. It is. Yeah. B. But I think you're right. It really adds something to it, to, you know, to the atmosphere of this story that's taken place yeah. thousands upon thousands of years ago. Yep. Yeah. And one of the things, you know, once he's born, well, first of all, he's, he's in the womb for, I believe two moons. Yeah. Two, like 14 days or whatever it is. Like, or no, 60 days, 60 days. They yeah. said it exactly. So, um, but yeah, there's that. He's like, you know, he's a little boy. He like rips a wolf in half. Kills a couple other kids, you know, just from playing. Kills a bear. Yeah, kills a bear. Um, the last four pages. Um, two, three. Uh, okay, so yeah, the yeah, I'll go with all last four. Are, are my favorite pages of the book. Um, so it, it shows like you know his mom saying they did. Um, but the weapon is still just a boy. And then it shows him holding this gigantic hammer and a spear. And then in the next panel, diving headlong into, uh, you know, the battle. And then on the next page, there's just a horse exploding as he's jumped through. It. <laughs> um, and then the, the carnage that ensues um, as he's he's killing these marauders. Um, he punches through one of their heads. Like we talked about the gratuity of the violence in Invincible, right? Like this is gratuitous for sure. But here's the thing. They spent a whole issue showing us that he's this kid who does not did not necessarily have control of his powers. Right. Uh, understanding his strength. 
and now like he's been told because he's been told he has to be careful he has to be careful he has to be careful he lives in the world that's made of cardboard he has to be careful <laughs> to never hurt someone anyone um you know but now it's time to cut loose and show how powerful he really is and boy howdy does he <laughs> and 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 it's funny every panel they show it, I, almost every panel when he's tearing these dudes apart, he has a, a one or two more arrows in his back. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's constantly being shot with arrows as, as he goes through, um, you know, and, and, and then the very last panel is, is, you know, um, and I remember that being the last time, the last time I ever felt happy, like before, you know, like with all of this, it was the last time, like, cause now he's the weapon. Yeah. You know, he's not just a he's not a boy anymore. He's just a weapon. And I again, I'm I'm super interested to see where this goes. Um I re I really dig this. I, I, I like the art. Um I, I like the you know, I like the story. And god damn it, Keanu, please be bad at something. <laughs> like, you know, save save some some awesomeness for some other people to do. It's just not well. Fair. He was in Cyberpunk, and his 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 part in Cyberpunk may have caused really that game to go oh, downhill. No. Yeah, yeah. Is that is that the like the the ripple in the space time continuum? Yeah, the space dork continuum. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but yeah, no. This is this is really good. Um, you know, I like it. I want to see more. Um, I do like the idea that that Doctor Aja might not be trying to help him that might she might be trying to use him um and i i came across i i I was thinking that as well just i don't it's kind of subtle i believe like because again it's it's subtle enough where we could be overthinking it but i don't necessarily think so yeah no i agree because he mentioned somewhere uh like that one when she's talking about helping him mm-hmm. and you see all these uh instances of where of other doctors you know you've been for centuries you've been measuring me taking samples analyzing mm-hmm. me poking me scanning me mm-hmm. uh, but she and then she's like my protocols are protocols like yeah. seeing the results of him m- remembering stuff that he hasn't remembered before. Yeah. And, and remember, I, this is all him recovering from being burned alive in, in the last, yeah. in the, at the end of issue one. Right. So, yeah, I mean, this is, this is just really, really cool. I, I, I like it. I, I like what's happening. Um, I, you know what else I really like is there's not a lot of words in this book. I mean, there's, there's some pages that have dialogue. Don't, don't get me wrong, but like there, there's a bunch of pages with very little dialogue. Like very, very, yeah. very, very few like uh, word balloons, very few, you know, inner monologue things. Um, the last few pages are, are pretty much all action. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. All right. So. It's, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was about to say, it's just playing on the fact that comics are visual media. Like, and yeah, you sometimes you get the huge bubbles of conversation, which, okay, I get that. But sometimes, you know, this is more of a raw and you know just more raw story at the at this point i should say i mean again i don't know how it's going to morph over time but yeah right now it's more of a you know that raw type of 
like not unpolished because that's what he is. Mm-hmm. He is this raw and unpolished weapon of war, basically. Yep. Word. All right. So out of five exploded horses, <laughs> what do you what I, do you give Brezerka number two? I give it a four. Uh, I it although it's although the artwork is really parallels well with the story that's being told it you know i don't enjoy it as much as the artwork from say robin but this does lend itself to the story being told i like that we that a lot of this is this isn't not an over explanation with you know with words yeah with the script but it's again it's it's playing on that visual aspect and telling the story both you know with words but visually as well yeah, and I'm just so damn curious to see where this is going. Yeah, like there's a panel where he's kicking a guy's spine out the back of his body, while whilst ripping the head and arm off another guy. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, it shows a lot. Like he he took the hammer and like uh, like brought it all the way down through a dude, cutting him in half, like you know, flawless victory style, um, and then putting the frisbee hat back on his head. So I'm going to agree with you and go with a four. Uh, but I I think I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. This art, like for an indie book, because, you know, Boom is maybe the fourth at best, probably fifth, like, you know, most sell, best-selling um, comic book publisher right now. And most of that is due to Power Rangers. Um mm-hmm. So, like, this art is actually, like, 100% in line with what I would expect from a Boom book. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. it doesn't have, like, the Marvel way or the DC way. And I think that's what actually helps it stand out and make it even more visually interesting. Um, oh, I no, I, I totally agree with that. Um, and I know you've told me, like, when you told me, like, a couple years ago when I started looking at some of these independents, you know, and I'm so used to a certain type of artwork – getting used to you know just a different way of yeah of presenting well it's like when we reviewed that visually. malachi uh, god of devils or whatever that indie book was um that this guy mm-hmm. sent us that was really good that i liked i'm i'm you know I'm, I'm bummed that the next one hasn't come out yet like that's where we had that conversation we actually had that conversation yeah. on air um but yeah, yeah. and then yeah. the i don't know if did you get the paper copy or did you just buy the um digital copy Digital. Okay, so there's a um, a preview at the back of this for Basilisk, uh, Cullen Bunn's new book, um, which it, it looks interesting, but like it also shows like some pretty cool art that is just the flashbacks, and I'm kind of sad that that's not how the art is going to look throughout the whole book. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of like Dustin Nguyen's art on crack, um, but in a good way. So <laughs> just. <laughs> putting that one out there uh but yeah no this is exciting um you know two good books i can't believe two good books came out in one week um to be honest because some some of comics like have been crap like i'm still buying x-men books and i don't know why because i don't enjoy any of them you just can't say no i kind of yeah like i did not get children of the atom <laughs> too i did buy the first one but you know i i just you know i got dr afra i'm not really digging dr afra lately um, I don't like the Star Wars bounty hunters, but like I keep buying those for some unknown godly reason. Um, I, I'm getting the Star Wars, but I'm like 15 issues behind. The only one I'm current on with Star Wars really is Darth Vader. 
Uh, so, which is one of the better ones, but yeah, it, it's just one of those things where, um, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's, there, there's lots of good, there's lots of good books out there. Um, unfortunately, some of them are five, 10, 20 years old. <laughs> so, but, uh, but yeah. Um, okay. So both of these books are available on comiXology. If you go to Infos Pod, if you go to the show notes for this episode, there's actually a link to take you directly to uh, both books. And if you go ahead and purchase them, like we don't get anything for it, but we do get like the referral credit, which helps us out with some of the other stuff we do with Comicsology. Um, so yeah, cool. All right, let's uh, let's close it out. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Boop, boop. So interesting about one thing about this show is excellent characters. Uh, you know, I'm a huge fan of Sam Wilson slash Anthony Mackie. Sebastian Sand is Bucky. You know, Daniel Brühl as mm-hmm. Zemo. And then, you know, we had, and we've talked about this over, you know, the reviews of this and talking about this as far as our buddy, our boy Wyatt, Russell as John Walker mm-hmm. was had pretty much the best ar- ar- character arc of anyone in this in this series. And last week, I believe I talked about how how this was the finale was such a disappointment, and it was kind of a microcosm of the series itself. I thought the first couple episodes had some good moments, but were overall disappointing. And then then episode was it episode three that was. I, I'm trying to remember the the order. I know that like there were two episodes, four and five, which for me were three and four. Very good. Three and very four good. Were, the three and four. Or were was the it best. three and four? Yeah. Okay. Because they three, were yeah, both, three and four. They were both written by um, what's his name? Um, Tuvark. Uh, oh no, Tuvark. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, damn it! Not far enough. <laughs> uh, Derek Kolstad. He wrote. He wrote okay. episodes uh, three. Oh, three and four. Yeah, three and four. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, but and again, the issue with this show, as a Marvel fan, as a and and not just a Marvel fan, I'm a fan of good stories, and there was, I know a lot of people may think that you know there were some of the you know, the virtual signaling that i i didn't like or that we didn't like and that's a part of it but that actually was a an example of how they used it showed the unevenness of the storytelling itself because there are ways that you can put things in a story that regardless of what the message is if it's done well I, we don't care right but when you when when something gets put in and it stands out to the point where, like in my instance, you know, you curse at the screen. How why big how stupid it is? Right. Wait, you were cursing at the screen? Yeah, I I, wow. I dropped an f u to the screen when you know Sam was stopped. Sam and Bucky were stopped by the cops because oh, yeah. it was so out of 
not character, but it, it, it was so just like too on the nose. And you're telling me the, the people that saved the universe, the literal universe, mm-hmm. these cops wouldn't recognize them. No. You're, you're telling me there's there's cops patrolling that neighborhood. It's in Baltimore. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Yeah, that's the other. That, that was the other thing, too. Yeah. <laughs> But that was just an example of the unevenness. And, I mean, there are several uneven things. And one of the a perfect example of this in the finale was when Bucky finally went to the guy. Was that guy's name? Yuri? Yeah. And told him the yeah. truth about his son. Yep. That should have been – that moment was something that we started in episode one. There was no and they blow. That. Yeah. They blew through that thing so fast. Like, you, there was – there was no pay- yeah. There was no payoff for that yeah. for in, Bucky in, for me in death. Carly Morgenthau got more closure, not just from dying, but because of Stam's little speech, uh, got more closure and uh, to steal your word gravitas than Bucky yeah. got to have from apologizing to that man because we don't know what happened. Like, and I'm fine with amb- ambiguity, right? Like, I don't need mm-hmm. to know if the old man, old guy. Uh, forgave him i i don't i don't know because i think you're you're meant to think that he did because of the way the waitress smiled at 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 bucky but at the same time like she smiled at him and then disappeared so it's like maybe she's just like "Hmm, yeah i'm just gonna smile because i'm afraid you're gonna kill me too yeah so yeah it was they didn't like you know they didn't stick the landing but they 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 had spent the second half of the season doing a little bit better, um, but at at the end of the day, there's still so many loose threads for what was supposed to be a limited series. Yeah, and this is one of the things I'm trying to think of where I saw that. Well, uh, Malcolm Spellman, I don't, I I read this. It was just an excerpt from an interview he mentioned, and he talked about there was ac- actually a cut storyline. And also how I don't I can't remember if he said this or if the interviewer or the whoever wrote the article said this that it was initially supposed to be eight episodes and they pared it down to six. Hmm. And I could and you add that to the cut story because the finale was seemed absolute so rushed. Yeah. And there was nothing there was nothing really satisfying about the finale for me. Uh, other than the kick-ass suit because again i love sam in that mm-hmm. suit even though it, his, even though his little dome egghead is open to be yeah. bashed in well and like you know when he got bashed into those uh big poles uh, or uh whatever they were um yeah pipes. on the water yeah on the water yeah. he's, he's dead <laughs> you know he died right there because the, even though the the helicopter blade hit the shield it's still through him with significant force that would break a human body. Yeah. And they had moments. Uh, it was a really cool moment, but it was a really unbelievable moment, even in the pretense of the Marvel universe and comic book characters yeah. of Sam holding up the truck. Yeah. Like that was, again, it was a cool moment, but again, it, it's one of those things where it's like, Dude, he doesn't have this. Yes, I know he has a suit and he's not using all his strength, but there has to be some stability in there in mm-hmm. his body holding that up. Yeah. And, and maybe there is. He doesn't, you know. 
and, and again, who knows what that, and that's, I guess the caveat in this is that there might be something with the suit I'm not thinking of, or we're well, not. You know, it is Wakandan technology. So, yeah. of course, they're an ethno state. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and again, the speech that Sam gave, I know I said this last week. You loved it. To all, you, to the senators. You can't stop ra- raving about it. <laughs> it's one of those things where do more with less. And this was one of those things where it seemed like the guy wrote this, like, you know, Spellman or whoever wrote this uh, episode wrote the speech and didn't want to cut anything out mm-hmm. because there was an overabundance of stuff that Sam and and it was so generic that there was nothing inspiring about that. However, and to count to we you know what was inspiring was Sam's talk with Isaiah when he he said three sentences mm-hmm. and he was like, you know, yeah, we built this country and no, there's no one's going to tell me that I can't fight for it. Right. That that right there. That was brought, a good scene. Like, that was very yeah. pro. It was it it was what you imagine a soldier who served the way Sam did would say. Mm -hmm. And that said that in two or three lines did more for me from an emotional aspect than anything he said in that speech after martyring Carly. I mean, they had, they had, they they had so many like glimpses of like the first version of Sam that we met. Right. That, Mm -hmm. uh, that on your left. No, don't, don't, don't say it as he speeds up and cat (laughs) flies by him. Right. Like, that was a great introduction to a great character. And like, you know, Falcon, all right. Like Falcon's a good character. Falcon is uh, you know, one of the first black characters in comics and you know, major comics. But like at the same time, like Falcon is not an A-list character and like they have an A-list actor playing him for sure. And so that helps. Um and I think, you know, the the way they did Falcon uh with the the wing suit the way the way it was and even the Wakandan wingsuit it, it takes a character who looks ridiculous on paper and 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 makes it someone you you cheer for and something you like to see and something you all to someone you ultimately want to see show up more right in the MCU now bucky yeah. on the inverse like i would be 100% okay if they kind of put bucky on the shelf for a while cuz i like this is like WWE, right? You, they've got like currently Rhea Ripley is the Raw Women's Champion. They don't have anything for her. Like she is a she's a star. She's a badass. But they don't they don't have anything for her. And it's like why why how can you not? And I don't think Marvel has anything really for Bucky, because um, he's he's not as like having him as a being someone just uh, the the never ending sidekick, like that works if he's a ten year old kid. That doesn't work when, you know, he's a badass assassin. That's actually a point I haven't thought about. I and, hadn't thought about before. And so, like, maybe, like, a Thunderbolt series is on the on the way, uh, which, you know, the Winter Soldier was a part of, you know, Bucky's been a part of. Um, but that was, like, you know, it's been a, a rotating cast of characters. Like, the Punisher's been in there. Um, you know, John Walker's been in there. You know, like, there's something. I, I would love to see them go back to the the winter soldier like spy genre and and have bucky maybe like you know the government comes to him and says hey we know sharon carter's the power broker we need you to infiltrate 
You know, that'd yeah. be a show I'd like right. to see because then we get to see Sebastian stand on his own. <clears throat> we get being his own like or Bucky, sorry, being on his own with his own man. We get to see Sharon. We get to find out like what's really happening there, and like how great is it if Bucky is the one who uncovers the the secret invasion with the scrolls and then is captured and can't tell anybody. And because he's off on a covert mission, nobody's looking for him. That would actually like, be isn't really that a great way to like reveal yeah. that to the fans, and and like because I've always been a fan when we know a little bit more than the characters on screen. Like we yes, don't know everything. I, I like that. And and we get red herrings, which are perfect. Um, you know, and and so kind of to look back at WandaVision, there are all those red herrings from Mephisto, but like those were accidental, right? Because Jack Schaefer came out and said she she didn't know who Mephisto was until after they'd finished writing and filming wandavision so fair enough you know you don't have to be a comic book fan to do this do all this you don't have to be you you can be a normie and make really good you know comic book stuff as we saw oh absolutely wandavision and and like this isn't horrible no and again i think i i wish they would have done wandavision bad batch falcon and winter soldier something else loki like i think in that order because this yeah. was too close to the most creative thing Marvel's ever done. Yeah, and this was almost a by the numbers. Oh, this, type this of was show. not almost. This was exactly yeah. by the numbers to this. Um, and and it's not bad, right? And you know right. they they they're they're trying to deal with complex world situations right now about things like race and borders and you know identity. Um. But they did it in such an overly simplistic way that I right. felt like they were talking down to the entire audience. And, yeah. you know, like we both like Tim Pool and Tim Pool is like running around saying this is an anti-woke show. Um, it's dude, not. Stop. Just like, you know, you know, he always likes to talk about like we were we were reviewing Sonic a year ago. Well, no, Tim, now it was two years ago. But like uh, maybe reviewing things like Sonic or Falcon and the Winter Soldier aren't your strong suit um so stick to the politics i know it's weird to say to someone (laughs) um but i i think this this has like so many glimpses of being a great show great show that they they make these weird um weirdly political like not even politically ambiguous but not like overtly political like somewhere in between um like statements about things and then like you have like john walker for example who who has this great arc but here's the thing he never would have been kicked out of the army for what he did what you mean kill a terrorist he killed a terrorist who killed a u.s military soldier in an active you know mission right yeah like yeah and they, they even even if he gets caught putting the shield through that dude and turning him to mush on the steps of that uh, that fountain or whatever it was, like you know, they're like, no, this was a terrorist. He was tracked down. He had, you know, he he was trying to fight back, um, and and you know, and and then at the same time, like, you know, they did Walker disservice by like even after he got the super soldier serum. Um, here's the thing: there's no learning curve for the super soldier serum. You're just strong, yeah, right. There's no way yeah. any of those flag smashers, even three on one, 
would have been able to take him on at the same power level because we got to see why they picked him to be Captain America. Yeah. We we That's like fu- they actually show I'm sorry. They actually showed us. They didn't just tell us why he was picked, why he was a a badass pinnacle of American soldiers. They actually showed that to us in a in a tiny montage that was great. Yeah. And and again, going back with the serum, watching him take on Bucky and Sam. Yeah. Right. Two on one. The way he used the shield, mm-hmm. everything he did. I mean, that was fantastic. I mean, he ripped the wings off of Falcon's suit because yeah. he knew that that was Sam's only weapon against him. Yep. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was just one of those things. I don't know. Like I, I they so so many people like you see like I, I'm sure you see it on your your feeds too. But you see online all these people like, oh, John Walker's the bad guy. He's a racist and an ist and a whatever. It's like no, he never was. He was a good man. He's a good man who lost his way. He's a good man who found his way back. Yeah. And and, and then, all he wanted to do was serve his country. Yeah. And I, I know a lot of people that didn't like him. And then I try I, I would tell them, I was like, he has the best arc. And I explain what it is. Yeah. And some of them say, eh, well, I kind of see that or not. But he's but not like Captain it, America. He's not Chris Evans. Yeah. yeah. And mm. again, like I know, you know. We have our thoughts on Chris Evans, but I, I, I mean, I still loved him as Captain America. He's a great Captain but, America. Great yeah. Captain so America. So I understand I mean, it people. proves that he's a good actor, that he could be a good Captain America based on what kind of person he is. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And I understand people saying, look, I don't want this guy as X, Y, or Z. Yeah. Because to be honest, again, I, I didn't have a lot of knowledge. Well, I've, I've read a little bit of falcon when he was this captain america but not a lot i i was like a couple issues here and there so i didn't go through his arc in the comics so i don't know how good it is or what not but a lot of what i'm seeing with you know this type of stuff is colored because it's colored with the idea that it's it's to check a box and mm-hmm. what this 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 even though i was very disappointed with what not very i, I was disappointed in this series it did help me to envision and want Sam Wilson to become Captain America. So in yeah. that in that regard, it absolutely for me personally, it absolutely hit the mark with that one particular thing. Even though they stumbled along the way with mm-hmm. a, in a lot of areas, it did a good job of making me think instead of saying, you know, I don't want Sam's Captain America, just keep him as the Falcon. It actually made me change it actually changed my mind on that. So I will say it that was a big hit for me that the show was able to do that and again that was some of the writing that was just some of the uh, uh anthony mackie just i mean you know he's just so charismatic i just yeah i mean he's there's very few things that i've seen him in that i don't like him in uh you know there's some things that just aren't good that he's been in but so i understand the whole i don't want john walker is not my captain america or whatever but Actually, step away, and this is what people do. Tend, I mean, people tend to do this more in, in you know, watching shows, but they do it in real life too. Is they can't get out of their own way of their preconceived notion. So if you think this guy's a bad guy when he first comes on the scene, you're going to have a hard time changing your yeah. mind. If, yeah. if, if, if because you're you're married, almost married to that emotional 
initial emotional response. So instead of stepping back and saying, Hey, can maybe this is not as all this cracked up to be. And that's what, to me, John Walker was, yeah. you know, peep. And again, it's not like he was a bad guy in the, from the start. Cause he was the one trying to say, Hey, let's work together. Hey, let's work together. Hey, let's work together. And what did he say? You know, when they fought, like when they, when they were fighting, he was like, we could have been a team. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. know some part of that was, you know, driving him was, you know, because of the super soldier serum, you know, he got the tick, you know, he had his ticks mm-hmm. and everything, but so a lot of people had that emotional response and they couldn't get past that and see what, how good of an arc he had and what, who he was as a character. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. You're 100% right. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I, I feel like this is like, when we look back at the history of some of these shows, right, this is going to be one that is a catalog of just missed opportunity. Yes. And, and again, it, it's, there were just snippets of excellence in it. Mm-hmm. And, and again, it sounds like when we're, and I, I know you said it a couple of times, it wasn't a bad show. No. I, it was just, I was definitely disappointed with, so, uh, some of the writing, some of the choices they make, and again, d- these aren't choice just the choices of you know what I call the virtue signaling. These are choices from a narrative perspective as well. Like even if you ignore those virtues, there were choices. Uh, there was a sloppiness to some of the arcs, some of the stuff with Sharon, for example. Yeah, like the Flag Smashers, they garnered no sympathy from from me, and that part of that was they weren't good actors. No, and the other part of that was just they were poorly written. Well, they were stunt people, and then Emphis Nest, right? And right, and then she played the same character that she did in Solo in this one, or uh, sorry, Soilo. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, at, at the same time, like they should have surrounded her with better actors who could lift her up a little bit, um, right? Because she's just not, she's not like this powerful presence on screen that you think people would want to follow. Right. Um, but at the, at the same time, like, you know, what might have made it better is, is she plays that character the way she does. And it turns out that, you know, uh, Sharon has been using her as a pawn the whole time, you know? Like she's mm-hmm. been Sharon or, or maybe not even Sharon, just some political group out there has been has been putting her forth. And maybe it turns out it's the scrolls and back to secret invasion, you know, to try and destabilize things. And, and you put this this child out there with superpowers that's throwing it what results essentially in a hissy fit. Right. And, and then that's a way to make that character like so Sam's speech at the end is when you martyr her, it's like, okay, she didn't actually know what she was doing. She wasn't yeah. the ringleader of this, but that wasn't what they showed. They, they, they showed that, uh, you know, she was the one making the choices. She was the one about killing other people. She was the one about tearing down, uh, all of society, no matter who it hurt. Yeah. She's the one who threatened Sam's family. Yeah. And all for being treated from perceived treated the perception of being treated 
badly for a couple months yeah. because again, right. this is six months it's after three point five or four billion, however many people yeah. reappeared. The, the half that people. the half that should have stayed gone. Yeah, um, <laughs> but no, I, like again, I think I think this was a sloppy story point to make six months out, right? Right. Like six months out, there's still utter confusion. Like, you know, people people are are not, you know, together enough to say, oh, wait, this is what's happening. It, it's, you know, th- there there's it's still chaos. Yeah. Like the fact I mean, that of- Spider. Sorry, I was, I was just going to say the fact that Far From Home and WandaVision showed everybody so incredibly still with it is in retrospect a huge disservice to the idea of half the world's population coming back. 100%. So because you think about some of the stuff that's gone on in our world over the last 20 years the and last how it changed things. 2 years. Yeah, no, that's true too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh and how things like you felt the reverberate you feel the reverberations of some of these things <laughs> that let's be honest it's like it's it's kids play compared mm-hmm. to the idea of three point three and a half billion people just suddenly reappearing after five years right. like remember the show the, the leftovers two percent yeah. of the population left and that world yeah. broke down on all levels all levels it broke down yeah. for two percent of the population this was half yeah, I, like Right. Mar- Marvel Marvel sugarcoated it and made it so flowery and you know just I I you know I I almost wish they hadn't brought anybody back like they made it where it's impossible um but then obviously we wouldn't have Falcon or Bucky or Spidey or Peter Quill or Doctor Strange or you know any of these people back so I don't know I, I just I uh, either that or they they should have had the Russos at least doing the writing duties on all of this because yeah, they're because, the ones who seem to be able to handle these like really complex things. Yeah, and and again, you just mentioned the Russos. Look at how five years after those all those people disappeared, how the world was yeah. in Endgame. And you're telling me it's going to almost get back to normal? Yeah, there were six hu- months there, after there were those people in the reappeared. Hudson. There were humpbacks, yeah. Daryl, in the Hudson. <laughs> That weird log from Star Trek Four wasn't gonna come and you know mess with our tides. Ah. <laughs> That's a nice little deep cut. Right, right. I get it. Anyway, uh, but no, no, you're right, and I just I think you know as as much as I liked Carrie uh, uh, Scott. Oh, how do you say her last name? Anyway, as much as I Carrie's direction. Like I think the the writers' room was the w- absolute weakest part of this show. Yes, and, I don't think and there's any doubt about that. It comes from, you know, like Malcolm Spellman is best known for Empire, and like I've tried to watch Empire, and I get it. I'm not the audience, but there's lots of shows that I like that I'm not the audience for. Um, so. Yeah, I don't, and I love Terrence Howard and Ta- uh, Taji P. Henson. Like, they're both amazing actors. Amazing. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I still to this day am, am on the the you know Terrence Howard Rody Rhodes train. I never I never bought a ticket for for the Don Cheadle 
like connection there. <laughs> so yeah, and and this did not like Cheadle showing up in the first episode did not make me like it anymore. So yeah, I, there was. You even said that in the first episode, and I was thinking maybe they're going to do something more with that. Nope. And I knew the they were. I knew they weren't. Yeah. It was just it was a it was a fan service thing. Like yeah. it would have been a fan service. Like, you know, they spent so much time in, in, in New York, right? Where was Spider-Man? Yeah. Where where was Spidey? Where's Doctor Strange? All this stuff is happening. You've got you've got Falcon flying around with the helicopter crashing into buildings. Where's where's Doctor Strange to help with all this? Where where's Spider-Man to help with all this? Where's you know, they're talking about introducing Daredevil and in and the Fantastic Four and the X Men. Where where are where are all these people? Why why do why do they take in 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 talk about this huge shared universe? And then just like in WandaVision, they leave these heroes out on an island by themselves. Yeah. And it, and it, it's funny because at least in Far From Spider Man Far From Home, Peter even calls out some of that. It's like, hey, why don't you get this person? Why yep. don't you get this person? Why don't you, call why don't you get this person? He says, why don't you call Falcon? You know. Um, and, and plus Peter is like, you know, in Europe when, right. when all of his stuff is going down, you know, uh, the, uh, like as far as we know, there's no mutants. So Excalibur is not a thing. <laughs> there's no Captain Britain running around. Betsy Braddock hasn't become Psylocke yet. <laughs> yeah. I, and, and again, it just goes to there are parts of this series I really enjoyed. I mean, a lot. Yeah. And and then it's just overall, it was, it was, it was clunky. It's a, it was too clunky. Solid C effort. Right. It's as as average as an effort as you can get. And it it, it was done a disservice by following WandaVision within three or four weeks. Um, You know, Loki's got the bad batch in between before Loki comes out. I really think they should they should be they should be spacing these Marvel shows out by you know, I, I, six to eight yes. weeks before the next one and have something have a six to eight episode series in between. Have a palate cleanser. Yep. And and just like for Star Wars, like they shouldn't they, you know, like the worst thing Star Wars could do would be to do the book of Boba Fett and then follow it up with like another season Mandalorian. of Mandalorian or the first season of Ahsoka, you know, yeah. like yeah, too right. much. Um, I mean, I'm assuming I'm wearing my Welcome to the Rebellion shirt, so I'm assuming Rangers of the New Republic probably isn't going to happen. Right. So. Yeah, that that's a good point, and I wonder how I I would I wonder if my expectations six week like if it's if this started this week, say for instance, instead of starting when it did, being having that distance between Wandavision. I think it would have been a little bit better. Again, this well, is not going to change. We came off WandaVision so high, even though yeah, WandaVision right. didn't really stick the landing super well. I mean, it was like Carrie Scruggs with the broken ankle. Like, they landed it. It was ugly, but they landed it, right? Um, right. But at, at the end of the day, we went from this super creative thing to middling to fair MCU paint by numbers right mm-hmm. and you know there were times where i i thought sebastian stan and anthony mackie were mailing it in plain and simple 
and 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 that it's not because of them as actors it's because of how bad some of the writing was in this show yeah so i i am i have to say i'm ex- very curious to see what's up next what's up next for all these characters well, they're you know saying i mean captain Sam. america 4 for sam who knows what is going to be for bucky i mean they're not like a permanent duo yeah but also you know what's going on with our boy torres john walker well torres slash falcon yeah forget no. john walker where the hell is torres like so, i still think the the best tag they could have put on that show is an actual like end end credit scene where torres puts the wings on and takes off that would have been amazing that would have been really cool and that would have been a great setup for captain america for it should have said see captain america and the falcon in captain america 4. The that would have been falcon. awesome yeah that would they, have been like take my money. Yeah, they actually should have called this show the Winter Falcon, not the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> the Winter Falcon. Yeah. So, anyway, all right, I can't talk anymore about this show. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. That, that's that's so. that's where I kind of said yeah. like I'm just curious to see where they hit. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Uh, yeah, I think as a series, it is it is it's middle of the road Marvel fair. It, it's somewhere above the Avengers. And somewhere below Civil War. <laughs> what? Yeah. I mean, because you've got so. like Thor, Iron Man, Ant Man, or the you know Ant Man Two in there, Guardians Two. Like you know, there's some good stuff in there. Like you know that it could be better yeah, than oh, that. It's worse than. I mean, it's not as bad as Captain Marvel. It's not as bad. Like you know, and I don't. I don't hate Thor: The Dark World or Iron Man Two or Three. But like, it's definitely better than those. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's definitely better than Captain Marvel. It's definitely better yes. than Black Panther. So, yeah, I can't believe you. But again, it's something that was better than Black Panther. Yeah. No, uh, I would. Uh, what I was going to say is, I would watch this before all those movies you told you just mentioned. Uh yeah, I would watch. I would actually beat myself in the head with a hammer before I watched those other movies I just mentioned. <laughs> but you would watch Age of Ultron, right? No, I would literally slit my own throat. <laughs> I would. I would see if I'd be able to give myself a Colombian necktie before the 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 opening, but before you got that that disgusting hero shot of them paused <laughs> like in a row, like the horrific justice league Snyder cut. One. I was about to say, so who did so, it better? <laughs> uh, neither. Like, neither. It neither. shouldn't be done. It, it should just be no. like moratorium on that shot. Um, no, that I, was, I tell that you, ultra cheap. I'll be honest. You know who did it? The worst is the Russos with the a force one. I was thinking I, that just crossed my mind too. Like so. I, I'll take the Snyder Cut one above all three, uh, the, the the those other two, because yeah, the Snyder Cut too. one kind of looks like a T-shirt I used to have of the Justice League. So <laughs> when I was a kid. All right, cool. Um, well, yeah, I think that's the episode. <laughs> I was expecting this to be like a fifty-two minute episode. <laughs> Who's that damn Oscars talk, man? Dude, wait, the Oscars were on? <laughs> we went off the rails with that one. We yeah, talked like we five did. whole seconds about yeah, it. It happened. So, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> hey, if the Oscars happened and nobody watches, did the Oscars happen? Ooh. 
dude how, how pissed off do you have to be to be an oscar winner and it's like this was the worst viewing viewership of the oscars ever yeah it was bad people was hate like the oscars as much as you hate the people yeah it wasn't even a double digit millions no That should tell them something, but they're not. They're t- too arrogant to. Well, I mean, you know, these are people who who live their lives being told where to stand and what to say. There, there's nothing going on there. Yeah. So, I mean, we can start dunking on LeBron James if you want, but I'm good to to, to call it a day. Nah, I'm done. So. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> out. All right. Uh, thank you guys for listening. You know, hit us up at infamouspodcast.com. There's links to everything there. If you liked the way we spoiled Robin number one and Berserker number two, definitely pick those books up. Um, it is a visual medium, so and we are an audio medium, so it's well worth checking out. Um, but yeah, and like I said, we don't get anything for it other than just like the fact that it was referred from our website. Um, but yeah, all right. On that note, we will be back next week. Um, we are going to talk about the the show on amazon known as invincible um more likely should be called inconceivable um season one we're just going to review the whole thing as a whole um and then we'll do jupiter's legacy the next week and we'll do the bad batch next week oh yeah in news lots of news so hey if you guys like us doing the comic book reviews let me know um send us an email uh, or just you know hit us up on instagram or facebook or something uh and if there's a comic you want us to review let us know um because i'm i don't know about you daryl but i'm having a lot of fun doing that and that was kind of the original like premise of the show <laughs> when it started <laughs> six years ago and it's nice getting back to it i'm not gonna lie and then it went from what are comics it never you know it never it never got like so far away from comics um but we we there there's definitely been like periods where like comics were not the forefront of the the content right <laughs> yeah it and it 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 you know it helps that you know some of these comics that we've done lately are actually good oh if you have an independent comic and you want us to review it hit me up oh absolutely i love yeah. doing that i love like even if it's not good, I'm not going to review it because I'm not going to drag an indie creator through anything, right? I'm not. Um, but if it's good, I will sing the praises to it to anyone who will listen. So anyway, <laughs> I mean, I, I think that's fair. Um, yeah, oh, I, I, I've written exactly one negative indie comic review in my entire career, and I did not want to write it, and the editor forced me to do it. Um. And I did not have the clout at science fiction yet to say no. So, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. So, anyway. All right, cool. On that note, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Stoke. The Infamous Podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati. You can find new episodes every Sunday on Apple Podcast, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcast our website, or anywhere podcasts are downloaded. This show is hosted by Daryl Jasper and me, Brian Tudor. To find more information about the show, visit us at infamouspodcast.com 
and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Infamous Podcast to keep up with the show. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash infamous podcast. We have some great rewards for our patrons and are looking for help to grow the show to bring you more of the content you want to hear. Music for this podcast is provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. So, whenever you're listening to us, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.